Hi, Victor. Welcome to our podcast. And we're honored that you're here and that you're giving us your time and expertise and that you will explain to us a little more about what is going on in Ukraine and what we can all do to help. So, uh, Victor, since our listeners don't know who you are, would you be able to tell us a little bit more about what you do, what your role is? Thank you. Thank you, Alicia. Thank you so much for uh, this podcast and the uh, ability to speak on this topic. And uh, basically, uh, my name is Victor Muskaluk. I'm an associate pastor with Grace Evangelical Church here in Columbus, uh, Ohio. And uh, uh, since the war broke out in Ukraine, been uh, coordinating the efforts to help uh, people in Ukraine and also receiving refugees here in Columbus. So in regards to our efforts, we um, collect humanitarian supply and ship overseas uh, over to Poland. From Poland, it goes to Ukraine. We also have our distribution center in Ukraine. And um, we have around 250 volunteers here in the U.S., different partners, different organizations who we partner with uh, and uh, get the supply from and then ship it to Ukraine. Also, we have uh, over 300 volunteers in Ukraine distributing the supply and taking it to people who are in need. Uh, as of right now, our distribution processed over uh, 170 shipping containers of humanitarian supply such as uh, medicine, uh, hygiene, clothing, food supply. And we are shipping those on a regular basis, you know, from Columbus, Ohio. We have shipped over uh, 100 containers from this location, but we have another location that we uh, ship supply from. So that's in regards to humanitarian efforts. In regards to the efforts to help the refugees we have received uh overwhelming number that you know we were not really prepared uh, for such a volume and you know uh, for this tragedy to happen but people are fleeing the war so we received over 650 people um you know it could be a single mothers uh with kids you know some uh their husbands are still in ukraine fighting the war uh, also um, big families, you know, with a lot of children. So we're trying to help any way we can, you know, stretch thin, you know, and reaching out to community, working with uh, everyone whose heart is open to help people of Ukraine. Mm -hmm. So tell us how our listeners could help if they wanted to. What do you need the most? Um, do you need homes for the refugees? Do you need money? Do you need medical supplies? Like, what is some things that, that people could do? Basically, in regards to the uh, helping refugee efforts here and joining us uh, in this, uh, the biggest needs right now is helping people uh, get jobs. Ukrainian people are very hardworking people that don't like to... Uh, just uh, collect the benefits or stay on the benefits. They would like to get uh, a job and work and uh, be productive and uh, um, basically care for themselves, uh, take care of themselves. So if uh, there is anyone who can help with the employment, uh, uh, we have people from uh, 
uh, different different uh, basically uh, trades uh, coming in we have um, from medical field from uh, uh, attorneys and uh, uh, people who work on the construction and dental area different fields so if anyone can help with jobs that would be a huge blessing also uh, if people have ability to help with housing uh, we have families who received over 60 people to through their home not at the one time, but there are always, you know, uh, two, three families living in their home. So you can't just leave people outside. On the beginning of the war, basically, a lot of people, they seek asylum on the border through Mexico uh, because there was no um, way of accepting those refugees in the United States. There was no law in place, uh, such as... Uh, U for U program that is available right now. Uh, in the beginning of the war, it was not available. A lot of people came with uh, uh, basically backpacks on their back. So uh, we helped them also with furniture and appliances. If somebody wants to donate those items, you know, we uh, could also um, basically uh, use help in that area as well. And um, in regards to the efforts to Ukraine, we are collecting uh, humanitarian supplies such as food, hygiene, medicine, clothing, uh, uh, preferably new clothing or lightly wear. We are not uh, sending something that is uh, uh, trash or something that can't be used, you know, because uh, it costs us money. Every shipping container uh, costs us around $8,000 and we have shipped over uh, 100 containers as of right now. So uh, uh, we are trying to put the good items in a uh, container to where it could be, you know, uh, useful for people over there and, you know, uh, would answer the needs on ground. So anyway, people could participate in this effort to help. That would be a huge blessing. You can visit uh, uh, our website. It's uh, ukraine.visitgec.org. Uh, uh, and you can go over there that explains uh, a little bit in regards to our efforts in Ukraine. You'll see uh, pictures and the ways to you can donate uh, finances to help those efforts as well. And you mentioned that you have 250 volunteers. Yes. And what if somebody would like to volunteer, what kinds of things would you guys have them do? Well, uh we have uh, some volunteers that are uh, involved in uh, sword and packing uh, supplies. Uh, we have volunteers who uh, prepare the shipments and load the containers. Uh, we have volunteers who are more like activists in the uh, Columbus area, and they have connections to different churches or different organizations, and they reach out on the behalf of the refugees and the efforts that we do from Grace Evangelical Church and connect them uh, with us so uh, more people could be involved in this effort because we are stretched thin, you know, with everything that, you know, uh, that needs to be done and the amount of need uh, based on the amount of people that coming in. We are receiving basically between 5 to 20 people a week uh, on a weekly basis, and uh, we have... I gave out more than $100,000 from our church to help different individuals, you know, in a, a difficult circumstances because you can't just leave them outside uh, without no roof over their head and, you know, uh, uh, means to survive. So any help 
would be greatly appreciated. You know, we are, uh, you know, we are open to work with different organizations, different individuals. You know, whose heart is open to help people. What would you say? So, a lot of Americans, I, I don't think they understand what's going on over there. I hear some people even saying uh, that. Ukraine should just give up and that they should just let Russia take over. And I don't think people understand the politics and what Russia would do to people in Ukraine if that actually happened. Can you speak about maybe your thoughts on what is going on over there and what will happen to Ukraine if, you know, if if Russia would take over? Well, uh, it's easy to speak on behalf of uh, the war if you're in the United States and you're on a comfortable couch and uh, you enjoy the freedoms and uh, ability to do what you want to do uh, and a completely different reality when you're in, a, in those circumstances. So it's very simple. Put yourself in the position of Ukrainian people uh, freedom-loving people, I think uh, Ukrainians right now represent the whole world, free world, and they're fighting for their right, you know, to you know, to be free and uh, and not to be oppressed by somebody else. It's the same thing if you have a neighbor and he decides that everything that you have belongs to him, and he forcefully would come to you and start taking it. Uh, what would you do? Or, um, God forbid, you know, war starts here and everybody else decides it's not our um, basically uh, need or this is not uh, for us and uh, they sit on the sidelines and just watch uh, people die. I think it's wrong to do. As a human being, we need to stand for what is good and stand against what is evil. And that's the reason why we are doing everything uh, what we can to help innocent people, uh, innocent children are dying, uh, elderly people, people who can help themselves. It's not just a war like you see it on a TV, a military fighting against military. It's uh, um, basically innocent people dying on a regular basis and uh, pictures and videos you see online about destruction and uh, uh, children being killed. This this is reality. I've been to Ukraine three times, and I'm leaving uh, next week uh, for another trip to Ukraine. I have spoken to people who lost their loved ones, and uh, sadly, we we lost a couple of our volunteers in the uh, first stages of the war in Ukraine. It's serious. It's deadly. It's devastating. It's heartbreaking. There is no way to explain how. Uh, how deep is the pain uh, of Ukrainian people, and uh, but uh, they have a courage from young to old. They're standing for their right, and you know to uh, for their freedom as one. You know, and uh, they're helping each other to stand against this oppression. What do you think about the way that the war is presented in the media? Do you think that we can trust the media? Do you think that um, that we can't? Uh, I can't speak, or you know, for everyone, but uh, overwhelmingly, uh, media, um, as I see it, and uh, politics, 
cannot solve this problem and just the regular people, uh, smart people, uh, freedom-loving people, they can make an impact on what is happening and on the outcomes of this war. A lot of times media is um, basically presenting the agenda that uh, they would like you to hear. And uh, uh, there is a, a famous saying, you are what you eat and uh, be careful what you eat because you might be poisoned. So uh, I would advise this, you know, uh, it's uh, if I double guess what I see, if it's true, if you have uh, accidents uh, happening, there is multiple uh, witnesses of the accident and the policeman could take the uh, testimonies from all of them and they could have a different uh, story, but only combined together, it shows the full picture. So a lot of times media would uh, present only one narrative that could be opposite of uh, the other side or a complete picture. So for ourselves, I see it this way. God has chosen us, you know, for this time and uh, he wants us to help and to save lives. And this is what we're going to do. It doesn't matter who's going to say what. And if I see somebody suffering, it doesn't matter if in Ukraine or in United States and I am able to help, I will do everything what I can to help. This is what we are called to do as a Christians, as a, as a human uh, beings, you know, to, to support each other and to help each other. Victor, you mentioned before that uh, Christians, uh, even before the war started, you said they were persecuted, they were not allowed to express their religion. Can you speak a little bit more about that? Yes, this is another part that a lot of uh, American citizens, they do not understand uh, uh, or know the history between Ukraine and Russia uh, during, after the World War II uh, um, was fought. Uh, basically, Soviet Union controlled a lot of uh, post-Soviet Union countries, and um, there was a suppression of speech, and uh, there was a suppression of... Uh, uh, your religious beliefs and faith. Uh, a lot of Christians, they were put to jail uh, and to prison. A lot of uh, thousands, hundreds, thousands of people died in jails just because they believe in Jesus Christ. And um, uh, basically, the immigrants, uh, after the uh, Soviet Union fell apart, and the first immigrants who were able to uh, flee uh, the, you know, Soviet Union is um, who formed this church in Grace Evangelical Church and who came here and find home in Columbus, Ohio. And we never expected the war to break out right now and to serve those people who are running away from war. That's why uh, Ukraine fighting so hard. They understand uh, what is waiting for them. If the Russia will take over, they're going to die anyways. So uh, uh, basically, it's either, you know, live or die right now. Live as a free person or die uh, as, uh, you know, uh, in captured. the end, as a mm -hmm. captured, you know, by, by Russian uh, soldiers. Mm -hmm. Victor, how did you get involved? How did you uh, get to the U.S. and how did you get involved in the efforts to help? Well, I got in, into uh, to U.S. in 2001. I came to, in 2001, migrated with my parents. 
uh, basically from Ukraine to uh, United States and find home here in Columbus. And uh, basically been in the ministry at the Grace Evangelical Church. And um, uh, our churches function a little bit, Slavic churches, Protestant churches function a little bit different than a lot of uh, American churches. Uh, uh, basically, we do have uh, jobs and uh, uh, besides, you know, being pastor or ministers in the church, we would have a full-time job. I have a beautiful family, wife, five kids, and uh, God has blessed me and I had a full-time job, but the war broke out in Ukraine and pretty much I have I had to leave my job uh, to do this effort. God just laid on my heart. I do not know. Do not ask. It's a burden that was laid on my heart and I knew that I need to act and do something. Uh, in the beginning um, of the war, we don't know uh, how long it's going to continue, just like the rest of the world. Uh, you know, and uh, we were praying at the Capitol uh, here in Columbus, Ohio. We were gathering and bringing awareness, uh, you know, uh, to people and united them in a prayer for peace in Ukraine. And uh, there was day one, day two, day three. We've been praying, fasting, and uh, we understood we need to do more. So we start collecting humanitarian supply uh, to send to Ukraine. We start making a phone calls to our loved ones. I do have two sisters who are still living with their families in Ukraine, and they uh, they want to stay there. They're saying that's their land, this is their country, and that's where they want to be, and I respect that. And uh, I started making phone calls uh, uh, to Ukraine and finding out what the need is uh, over there. They told me they need medicine, they need uh, uh, baby formula, uh, basically all the logistics and everything to Ukraine was cut off after the war started so all the shipping companies start shipping supplies and resupplying uh hospitals and everything else so uh we started i uh, started establishing um logistics to ukraine figuring it out i never done this before it was a miracle in itself we start collecting humanitarian supply not knowing how much we would be able to send and to collect uh i don't know how many of you have idea What's the uh, 40 cube, uh, 40 foot cube container, uh, you know, is and how much space it has? Uh, it's like a small uh, mobile home, you know, uh, 40 foot like long. A that you got the size of this room. Uh, yeah, oh no, this is 40 40 foot long, and you you oh, wow. gotta fill it. We don't know if we're gonna be able to collect half a, a container, but praise God. God has just opened the doors and uh, uh, gave us ability to connect with different organizations, different companies who stood along the side with us, you know, and we start getting more and more suppliers. Or right now, just like I mentioned before, we have sent over 100 uh, shipping containers from Columbus, starting with not even expecting to have half a container, not having a logistical uh uh, basically background or experience and God uh, just orchestrated everything. Uh, also wanted to, uh, to mention if anyone has connections to logistical companies um, that could help us in this effort, that would be also huge help. Uh, uh, I wanted uh, to mention one company who helped us tremendously with the 
shipping uh, supplies, shipping the supplies to Ukraine. It's a crane logistic company here in Columbus, Ohio. They opened uh, uh, their company and donated space on the airplane. So we were able to send over 200 tons of uh, critical emergency medical supply on the first days of uh, war. So basically our supply was received in Ukraine on the uh, first dates of March, right after the war started. So uh, it arrived over there. And since then, you know, we established uh, ship shipments uh, by the shipping containers. And uh, uh, up to this day, we are continuing in this effort. Wow. It's amazing. It's all God. We're just doing what what we can from our side. It's just good people with the big hearts, you know, and open hearts to help. You know, regular people can make more difference than all the politicians put together. This is what we often we forget and we rely on somebody else to do something. And this is, you know, like that's an excuse that devil actually puts in our hearts. Every single one of us can make a difference in the lives of other people and uh uh, to to change uh, and to you know uh, this country for good, to make a change you know uh, for good in the lives of people in different countries and who are struggling right now. It's just a matter of stepping it up and uh, doing everything what we can, you know, and everything what we can't, God will do, you know. But he he uses regular people just like us. How do you think this experience changed you? In what ways are you growing differently? Or oh well, it's uh, changed uh, changed my life uh, completely. Just like I said, you know, uh, uh, I had a full time job. Um, basically, um, was serving uh, uh, also in the church. Continue serving in the church, but I had to quit my job. This is my full time. Uh, job right now is uh, to help to find uh, uh, connections here in the United States between the companies uh, who are willing uh, to donate to Ukraine. Uh, we are working on two, uh, those two priorities that we said before us is uh, uh, um, a, a transparency and accountability. And uh, that's why we had to set up the distribution center so there is no corruption. There is nothing, you know, that no excuse that anybody can say, you know, well, I don't want to help because there is something like this going on. We are taking actually people or our partners from United States to Ukraine and showing them the work that is being done uh, just to for you to understand that this efforts with those efforts up to this day we impacted lives of more than 300,000 people just uh, one church in Columbus Ohio you know stood up to the calling you know to help people and gathered other organizations other individuals around themselves and make this kind of impact and as of right now uh, we also involved in uh, rebuilding efforts in Ukraine we rebuilt over 50 homes uh, in Ukraine in the Kherson region, also we establish uh, uh, bakeries on the ground over there. We buy, um, we purchase uh, wood uh, burning uh, bread baking stoves, uh, basically because the power is uh, you know out in a lot of uh, places. Those are commercial size stoves, and uh, we produce over thirty thousand bread loaves uh, a week. 
to deliver to people on a weekly basis. And we purchase the flour, purchase the wood, you know, we get the wood. Uh, so those uh, people could have bread to eat, you know, and to survive. And this is just, uh, we are one piece of a puzzle in, uh, in uh, God's plan, but he is using us to his glory and all glory be to him. Yeah, it changed me completely and uh, teaches me a lot. And I encourage every individual, uh, don't think much, uh, you know, what you can or what what is stopping you to do what you can do right now just stand up to what you can do and make a difference in the lives of others a lot of times we are fooled with the thought you know and we are very um i would say selfish people we think we only get happy be happy when we get something it's completely opposite friends this is a, a life worth living living to give something from yourself, it gives more joy and more meaning to your life and your purpose on, on earth. And every single one of us can make a difference. May God bless you. Wow, very powerful. It's true. It's true. The uh, God is real. God is in control. A lot of times we could think, you know, hey, listen, you know, this is just politics. This is just, you know... What can I do in a big scheme of things, you know, like, and we would find the excuses. I do not care about the politics, what politics do. I will not wait on the politics. And if I can help, my job is to save lives. And this is a responsibility of every conscious human being on earth who loves freedom, who loves God, who stands for freedom of other people. And this is, this is what it means for us. And we will continue as long God permits us to continue. And as long, you know, this war will continue and there will be a need, we'll, we'll be there to help. Wow. Victor, thank you so much for sharing this powerful story. And I'm amazed at how much you guys are doing. And I hope that some of our listeners will get involved and help uh, and we'll get the word out as much as we can. Um, is there anything else that you can think of that you'd want to share with our listeners uh, about God, about your mission, anything else that you would like to uh, close with? Friends, there is no hope without God. There is no meaning of this life without God. And the reason why we see all this evil, because too many godly people or people who know God, they're sitting quiet and doing nothing. And we need to raise up, we need to stand up, we need to be vocal, we need to be bold about it, we need to respect others, and we need to stand for what is right and not for what is wrong. The reason why we see so much evil is because a lot of good people are sitting silent, you know, and sitting on the sidelines and doing nothing. I encourage you to get up, to stand up, to pray, to act, and to be involved. You know, these three things to pray, act, and be involved in a, you know, in the kingdom of God and saving lives. And I think it will change the world. Don't wait on the politics. Don't wait on uh, presidents, uh, you know, uh, wealthy individuals. Uh, just for you to understand, we never had no grants. We never had no money or finances set aside for this. This is regular people pitching in a little bit a little by little 
making this effort go forward and the work that is what motivates them to do that's what god does inside of them and every single one of them are, are participants of this effort we cannot say in this process i cannot say this is the work of grace evangelical church or this is the work of uh, associate pastor victor muskaluk uh, volunteers in ukraine could not say this is the work uh, that they do this is the work that god does through different individuals we are just one part in this process and every single one of us you know if you're not looking for gain out of this you know something for ourselves but we are looking you know uh, uh, to help and not to benefit ourselves from this you know we can all stand together and make a difference in the lives of a lot of people and god's name be glorified you know and uh you know this life will bring the meaning meaning to a lot of people and it will change life just like it changed mine you know in this perspective and uh i think god has chosen me for this time to do what i do and i have confidence in that i have peace god has blessed me and uh he cared for me even though basically i don't have no income all throughout this time basically god cared for me for my family i was able to have some savings during the time that I was working, and this is what I'm living off of. I still have bread on my uh, on uh, on a table, and I'm able to serve others and have more joy than whenever I was making a paycheck and bringing it home. So this is friends. This is every you know every individual you know can stand up and do what is right. And just uh, listen to the voice of God inside of you, and may God bless you. Would you lead us? On a prayer for Ukraine? Yes, 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 of course. Heavenly Father, we come before you at this time, and every listener at the time, whenever they're listening, probably joining in prayer, coming to you, asking for your grace and for your mercy and for peace to come to people of Ukraine. I have seen a lot of wounded souls. I have seen a lot of people who are in struggle, who have no homes, who lost their loved ones. Lord Jesus, I thank you so much that you are the greatest hope that we can have as individuals, that even when everything is taken away from us, we still have you and nothing can separate us from you. A lot of times, please forgive us. We cleanse to uh, things that are temporary, that could be taken from us. But every individual that lays their hope on you will not be put to shame because the gain from knowing you is above all wealth that could be inherited or uh, gotten here on earth, Lord God. I pray so you would open the hearts of many people to pray for people of Ukraine. And I pray so you open the hearts of many people to start acting and to get involved, Lord Jesus, in saving lives, not just in Ukraine, but lives of people around them, for them to be active, you know, for your kingdom and to bring hope to other people. May your name be glorified. And I know this war will end. The question is, you will ask us, where 
was I during this time? What was I doing during this time when others were suffering, were going through the hard times? And I thank you, Lord, that you gave me the ability to be part of your plan and accomplishing your will and bringing hope and life to those who do not have hope. May your name be praised and may your name be glorified above all names. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You're welcome. You're welcome. May God bless you. So basically, if anyone has ability uh, to uh, basically receive refugee families, uh, uh, they could uh, let us know and we could direct people to them. If some someone has rentals, mm -hmm. you know, rental properties that, you know, they could give for rent, that would be helpful. Um, also, uh, with jobs, if somebody could help with uh, employment, that would be really a huge help, you know, to those refugees. They're very hardworking. Uh, they will not, uh, you know, uh, basically do harm to the business. They can only, you know, uh, uh, basically uh, produce good results. You know, like uh, I worked with a lot of individuals. They're very hard uh, working people and uh, we employed more than, 300 of them then we we didn't even know there was any kind of organizations there was no organization side by side with us you know and helping in this effort you know they start coming in to us after uh after probably six months that we've been receiving and uh, you know refugees and uh telling us we heard you got the refugees so a lot of organizations here in columbus they had the federal funding to help but they were not involved and uh, uh, some of the organizations got uh, uh, active right now, but uh, um, also they run out of resources uh, because uh, it's overwhelming number of people. So CLC, uh, Columbus Literacy Council got involved and in, uh, um, it's ATSS help with the employment to, to a lot of refugees. But we still have a lot of people who still need jobs. So if somebody can employ uh, refugees from Ukraine, uh, we would greatly appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. No, thank you, okay. ladies. 